all of these things, all of these events, these get togethers, they are pulling at our wallet. And I know that. And in the past, I used to just get really stressed out. And every time I did something, I had this low level just anxiety that would just stay in my system all the time because I knew I was stretching myself too thin financially. So now I realize I don't like the way that feels and I don't want to feel that way. Hey, this is Allison and welcome to the Inspire Budget Podcast where we talk all things budgeting, debt, and saving money. We are getting close to summertime and I don't know about you, but this is whenever I feel like I am the least likely to budget and when I have the most things pulling at my budget. In fact, it is very common for my business to just kind of slow down during this time because let's be real, people aren't interested in hearing to spend less money. It's usually around August and September where they're like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I need to get back on track. But I don't want that to be you. I want you to go into summer with a plan, a plan for how to essentially prioritize what you want to spend money on and what matters most to you which is why I'm sharing a special snippet from my April live Q&A where I answer members' questions from my Inspire Budget Inner Circle. And I wanted to share this particular question with you. This is Carly's question because I know that Carly isn't the only person that struggles with prioritizing and figuring out how to essentially cover all of her summer expenses when she feels like there's so much to do. I love that I get to share this with you because you get to see a little bit probably behind the scenes, kind of pull back the curtain on what my membership is like. This is my inner circle. It's where I give women a step-by-step path to follow, not just to write a budget. It's not just about budgeting. It's not just about paying off debt. It's about having confidence and feeling empowered with your money and knowing that you don't have to be scared of it and that you have what it takes to live a life you love on any budget that you have. If you want to get a little taste of this or if you're interested in learning more, you can start by taking my free budget class. Click the link in the show notes to get this or just go to inspirebudget.com slash class. And this is where I will actually give you for free in this free about hour long class, I will actually give you the roadmap that the people inside the inner circle follow, kind of just everything I take them through. That way you can add that to your own life. So be sure to join me for that. I would love to see you there. In the meantime, we're going to go ahead and dive into this shorty episode where we answer the question, the big question of how do I do it all in the summer? Carly says, what do you do when you're overwhelmed by budgeting? I did three month chunks at a time and looking into my summer, I have a ton of travel and activities that will require funding. I will say that three month chunks at a time, Carly, is a lot. Like I wouldn't want to do three month chunks at a time. That sounds really overwhelming to me. I'm guessing though what you're thinking is you're looking ahead and saying, okay, I'm going to have these things. How do I add sinking funds to my budget now? So what I would do is I would definitely look at your upcoming plans. You said you have a lot of travel this summer. And I would ask yourself, like, what what can you prioritize? What are you going to prioritize? What's most important to you? And how can you add some of those things to your budget now as savings accounts, like as sinking funds to pull money out? That means that if going on this trip this summer, Carly, so Carly, what are some of the things that you're planning? Because you're live. 
So we can talk about this right now live. Let me know in the comments. You said I have a lot of travel and activities coming up because I think that a lot of times it's just about, it's about balancing, right? We can't have it all. No matter how much money you make, you can't do it all. So it's about finding a balance. Okay, so Carly says bachelorette parties, baby showers, two weddings. That is a lot. So maybe what I would do with the bachelorette parties is I would say, okay, is there any way I can make this cheaper? Can I room with a friend? Can I room with other girls? Can I be very mindful of my spending? Can I come up with a budget for that? Baby showers don't have to be super expensive. You don't have to feel the pressure to give this massive, enormous gift. Or you could find a friend that you could go in on a gift with to attend this baby shower. Now, I don't know if you're traveling to the baby shower and have to pay for flight expenses, things like that. Same thing with, with the weddings. Don't feel like you have to go in and buy this new couple a $100 gift. You can give them a, a $20 gift. You could go to Home Goods and get them something that is inexpensive. But what I would say is I would look at that and I would say, okay, when we're talking about these are all happening in the summer, if you're looking now at the month of April, let's just look at one month at a time, and you're saying, these are things that are really important to me. I wanna be able to afford them without going into debt. Is there anything I'm willing to trade off in the month of April so that I can make that happen in the month of June? Does that make sense? So look at your spending now and ask yourself, is there anything I can trade off? I'm willing to not spend money on this because I'm earmarking it for that. That's what I would say to do. And then I don't know if you're getting a tax refund, but if you're getting a tax refund or any sort of like windfall of money, maybe you're doing the April challenge and you're selling some items around your house, earmark it for those summer things so that it's not as overwhelming. I also wanna give you a really good picture of how I personally plan for these types of expenses. I am not immune to feeling like my dollar is being stretched very thin over summer. I mean, we take a family trip. We have summer camps that we send our kids to. We have wonderful in-laws that have a boat. And so sometimes we'll go out on the boat on weekends, but that means that we're paying more in gas to get there, food when we go out. And then I always love to take a girl's trip every summer with two of my best friends from college. We either go to someone's house, but this summer we're actually going to Mexico for three nights to an all-inclusive resort, which means that all of these things, all of these events, these get-togethers, they are pulling at our wallet. And I know that. And in the past, I used to just get really stressed out. And every time I did something, I had this low-level just anxiety that would just stay in my system all the time because I knew I was stretching myself too thin financially. So now I realize I don't like the way that feels and I don't want to feel that way, which is why our family intentionally does a couple of things. Number one, we plan events and we plan for paying for things way in advance. Let me give you an example. Last summer, we decided at the end of the summer that my oldest son would go to his first week-long sleepaway church camp. And it is a hefty price. It was $1,500. So what we decided to do was we actually paid for it back in probably August or September of last year. So now that this summer, when that time comes, we're not going to be sending and paying that bill right then and there. Now all we have to do is put money on his spend account so he can buy extra snacks and goodies like that or buying the actual things he needs to bring to camp. So by planning in advance, we are able to almost spread out the costs 
across the year, which really helps us feel less stressed financially during the summer when all of these things feel like they're happening at once. So that's one thing we do is we plan way in advance and then we also save way in advance. Any type of windfall that we received this year was a very different year for us. I overpaid on my quarterly taxes because because I did and on accident, it wasn't on purpose. And we did receive money back. That type of windfall, that money back, that goes to our summer travel. It kind of just helps catch all of those costs. But if we hadn't got that, we would have started saving and we did start saving way in advance because we know that it's just more expensive in summertime. And we want to be able to do these things and we cut out the things that we don't wanna spend money on and don't do. I hope this helps you just see how prioritizing these types of special events in a way that feels good for you doesn't mean that you have to go into debt for them. It just means that sometimes we have to get a little bit creative and sometimes we have to say no to things because we can't do it all. At the end of my solo episodes, I love to answer a question. This one was sent in on Instagram by Julissa. And she says, Allison, how do I stay motivated? Sometimes it feels like it takes so long and then I get unmotivated and feel like I'm not making a change. So Julissa, I don't know necessarily what your money goal is if you're trying to pay off debt or if you're just trying to budget or maybe you're trying to invest. But either way, I understand where you're coming from. Paying off debt and sticking to a budget, it can be tough, especially when your progress feels slow. We live in a world that tells us we need everything fast, 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 quick, quick, quick. But I don't want you to give up. Just because you're going slow on your financial journey doesn't mean that you're not making progress. And it doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong either. I just don't want you to give up. Remember, every little bit counts and each step you take towards your money goals is a step in the right direction, even if it's a slow step, even if you feel like it's in slow motion. It's not about how quickly you can get there. It's about getting there in a time and in a place that feels right to you and allows you to still have balance in your life. So one thing that can help you stay motivated is by setting small achievable milestones for yourself. I know that when I was paying off debt, we had a we had a lot of debt. And the thought of paying off all of that debt and only celebrating at the end, that would that wouldn't have worked for me. I would have given up because it would have felt like there, we were never making progress. So take whatever your goal is and break it down into smaller little goals and then celebrate it. Celebrate it each time you reach a milestone, no matter how small it may seem. This is going to give you that sense of accomplishment and help you stay motivated and keep going. This is exactly what our family used to do. And I'm going to give you one of my tips. This was specifically for paying off debt. I would lose motivation. I would get tired of the way we were living. I would become frustrated. All of these things would tempt me to stop. And I had in our closet door, in our primary closet door, this thermometer that I had just made on like Microsoft Word. And I would color it in. I had laminated it and I would color it in what to show that we had made progress with our debt payoff goals. Now I would wait until I had lost motivation, until I was questioning why I was doing this, until I had just felt like 
I was making no progress at all, that's when I would get my red Sharpie. I would total up our debt that we had paid off and I would fill in our debt thermometer. I waited until those moments because that moment, that action, it gave me motivation. I was able to see like, hey, we are doing amazing. It might not be as fast as I want it to go. It might feel like it's dragging on, but look at what we've accomplished. And so save those types of celebrations, if you will, for the moments when you do need that motivation. Another tip is to find a support person. Talk to friends or family members who are working towards the same financial goals or join an online community for people in situations that are very similar to yours. I know we have a lot of women inside of the inner circle that are working towards the same thing. They feel like their friends and family don't understand. And when you don't feel like you have someone on your side, it's really hard to stay motivated which is why they joined this. One of the reasons, I guess, one of the many reasons, because they feel like they have someone on their side. They feel like they can come into this community, share their frustrations, share their wins, be vulnerable and be understood by others. By being able to do this, whether you're sharing your success or your struggles, it's going to help you stay on track and provide you this sense of accountability. All in all, I want you to remember that it is so important to be kind to yourself along the way. It's okay to have setbacks. It's okay to make mistakes. It's inevitable. But the key is to keep going consistently and learn from those experiences. Julissa, you're making progress. And every day, you're getting closer to financial freedom. Keep up the good work. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Inspire Budget Podcast, and I hope that it helps you feel like you can set your summer up for success, prioritize what is important for you, and I guess find a little bit of motivation along the way when we are moving into a season of the year when no one really wants to budget or talk about money. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple or Spotify. I love reading the reviews. I read every single one. And it really just, in a world where podcasting, you can feel so disconnected sometimes from your listeners. It really helps me feel connected to you. So that would mean so much to me. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. We'll talk then.